0: 1420
1: WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group alongside Phil Paleologus. Get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now.
2: Good morning, everybody. It's a wonderful Sunday, and nothing could please us more than to have you in our listening audience and to be uh, standing next to Ray Lance and Peter Lance and a very special guest. Oh, and Nathan Lance. I cannot forget special guest Nathan on the Money Wise Radio Show brought to you by one of the best groups that I know. I'm very, very proud to endorse the folks at USA Wealth Group with all my heart, and I mean that. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Phil. Start him young, I always say. Right, Nathan? Oh, yeah. Nathan's over there in the corner. Nathan, come on over
3: and stand next to me. (laughs) Good morning, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MoneyWise. This morning, we're going to be talking again about some very important small business ideas. And we're also going to be talking about uh, a very important organization in our community called Groundwork with our special guest, Sarah Athanis. And we'll introduce her in just a moment. But Nathan, first, I'd like to have you say, "Good morning, ladies and gentlemen." Nice and loud.
4: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen.
3: Nathan, you had something special just happen to you recently, didn't you? Did you turn thirteen? Yes. Just a few days ago, you turned thirteen. Congratulations! And you're also (gasps) in baseball championship playoff game Mm -hmm. real soon, aren't you?
4: That's correct.
3: All right. Good. He's awesome. Um, We're going to ask you questions. I'm going to have you read a couple of quotations this morning, but let me first of all say good morning also to Peter Lance. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. You must feel older and older, Peter, with um, your son getting to be almost as tall as you are.
0: He's going to be taller than me very soon. He's now a teenager. I also have another double-digit son. It's just amazing how quickly they grow. And a daughter who already rules your life.
3: She rules the house. Well, women rule the world. Did you know, ladies and gentlemen, that women control and make more financial decisions in this country than men do right now?
2: I didn't know that.
3: So I'd like to begin by introducing Sarah Athanis. Sarah, good morning to you.
1: Good morning, Ray. Thanks for having me.
3: Well, thank you so much for being on. Now, I know you have recently, uh, in partnership with Dina Hayden, uh, formed a new company called Groundwork.
1: Yes, that's correct.
3: Where are you located? Where is this company located?
1: We're located close to downtown New Bedford. We're just north of the Route 6 intersection next to Glazer Glass.
3: I think everybody knows where Glazer Glass is, so right next door?
1: Yep, right next door. It's a big brick building. It's called the Quest Center.
3: Now, I know that uh, Groundwork is a for-profit corporation, but you're doing something very special. Besides running this organization, you're also helping a lot of other artists and business people and computer people and people with ideas to get started in their own business, aren't you?
1: Yeah, that's correct.
3: So give us a description of what you do at Groundwork and why people need to know about Groundwork.
1: Sure. Um, So it's a co-working space, which is a new term. If you're not familiar with what that is, it's a shared office space. So it's a large, flexible, open floor plan where Freelancers, entrepreneurs, people with small businesses can get a membership and then just come in and use the space. So uh, we use the metaphor often that it's like a gym membership, but for office people. So you come in and work out on your laptop, essentially.
3: That's a really good analogy. (laughs) You know, um, what I find is that if you've got ideas about something and you sit down and talk to somebody else about it, they've got ideas back that will help your own business, and you've got ideas that will help them. So there must be a lot of uh, collaborative spirit, I would think, that goes on at Groundwork.
1: Exactly, yeah. And that's sort of, a, you know, at a very basic level, we're just providing people with internet and a desk and a printer and things they need to start their business. But the magic really happens in those um, spontaneous, repeated face-to-face interactions of our members who are working in different industries and developing different ideas. And, and there's a lot of richness in that, in that dialogue.
3: And Sarah, I know that you've got some specialty areas of yourself in the area of uh, web development, don't you? Yep. So tell us what it means to develop a website for somebody. I know that's a hard thing for most people to do by themselves.
1: Yes. Uh, Well, it's changed a lot over the years and since I've been working in the industry. Um, So when I started in marketing and web development, there were people who were like me that were quote-unquote front-end people working on the design of the website, what it says, the copywriting, all of that kind of stuff. And then you had your backend people, the developers that were writing the code. Um, And over the years, what is starting to shift is that we have a lot of open source platforms now, like WordPress, where people like me can actually get pre-coded, what they call plugins, drop them into the website, so I can actually get into some pretty sophisticated functionality without knowing a lot of code. And so you can
3: put videos and things on websites also?
1: Yes, absolutely. So yeah. I need to
3: ask you a real practical question because this implies to my own business as well. We're doing some work to uh, create some changes on our own website, and we're going to want to talk to you as well. Um, how does somebody reach you, by the way, if they want to ask you questions about developing their website? What's your phone number?
1: You can. Uh, my phone number is 209-4887. Uh, And you can also email me at my Groundwork email address, which is sarah at newbedfordcoworking.com.
3: And that's S-A-R-A-H? Yes. Sarah at newbedfordcoworking.com. Yep. Okay. I'm going to ask you to repeat that because I won't remember it. But uh, (laughs) you'll have to give us that more. Uh, Well, thank you very much for being here this morning. Um, So how many people would you say are using space right now and facilities and computers at Groundwork?
1: We have 46 members right now, um, so we've seen a good amount of growth. When we moved into our big space, just in November, we had 10 members. Mm. Um, so we are expanding at, at a decent rate. And the usage is it's interesting. We're kind of watching to see how that plays out, but having 46 members means that we probably have about 10 people in the space at any given time. So we have quite a bit of room to expand the community.
3: I have a, an interesting question that relates to Nathan. Nathan, come over here for a second. I want to ask you a question. Um, do you ever see younger people with their own website?
4: Um, sometimes, yes.
3: Yeah, and and like classmates, have you had classmates that have um, got websites, for example?
4: No, not really. I haven't.
3: Hmm. Sarah, what what do you think is maybe the youngest age that you might experience with somebody's got their own website?
1: Somebody having their hmm. I would say maybe in the teens.
3: I'm just curious about that question because I know a young lady who's just finished her freshman year in college, and she's been totally supporting herself in private school at a cost of about $40,000 a year because she's generated enough money doing blog writing. She's out of Chicago. And during her first year in college, she's published uh, uh, for her own self, her own first novel, it's a fantasy kind of a novel. This is a young lady who's 18 years old, and she's been working on writing blogs for several years, which means probably from the time she was 15 or 16 years of age. She is in negotiations to sell her first novel right now to somebody that really wants to publish it professionally, and as well as have the movie rights, and she's got like five or six other books outlined right behind it. she turned down $300,000, and she's in negotiations right wow. now at a $500,000 level to wow. sell the rights to publish her book in advance, advance uh, on her book. Good so
1: her.
3: Um, what I want to tell Nathan especially and anybody who's listening who might be younger is that if you've got an idea, you can actually start fairly young today. And, Nathan, you might want to do, for example, a website that would Go into sports and local sports activities and you could take pictures or maybe have your mother take pictures of sports teams and put information up on a website and you know describe all the things that are happening in Dartmouth and New Bedford so there's an idea for you Nate for you kids your
0: thing? age all sports all the time yeah he's in the middle of baseball basketball and football Every single night of the week, sometimes two, three. Tonight there's football, um, baseball, and basketball.
3: Well, we'll have to give you, Nathan, the nickname (laughs) of Gronk. Would that be okay if we gave you the nickname of Gronk? Sure. Do you have any animals with that name?
4: Uh, Yeah, we have a cat named Gronk.
3: You have a cat named Gronk. Okay.
0: Bottom line is start writing. (laughs) Start start doing something so you can pay for your own college.
3: (laughs) Support your your parents nathan just think about that
2: (laughs) he had a job
3: (laughs) well you know what we have to do nathan we have to go and visit uh sarah's groundwork um, on purchase street in new bedford right next to glazer glass sarah if somebody's interested in knowing more about utilizing your facilities and becoming a member of groundwork um i guess you can do it just on a daily basis or a weekly basis or even longer Mm -hmm. absolutely
1: yeah and we encourage people just to stop in we are open to the public and accepting tours Monday through Friday from 9 to 5, so okay. you can talk to myself or my partner, check out the space, and, and get a better sense of what it's all about.
0: Yeah, I see that there's lots of different options. as part-time, full-time, dedicated desk, uh, a community membership, drop-ins. You can just go and utilize their conference rooms, so there's a lot of different options available to you. Exactly. So we're talking
3: with Sarah Athanis, who's one of the co-founders of Groundwork, located on purchase street in new bedford and what a phenomenal idea i remember seeing the articles in the standard times uh, near the end of the year in 2015 and i mm-hmm. thought wow i'm glad to see somebody's doing this there have been attempts in the past to create business incubators and they've lasted for a while and, and then i'm not sure if there's any still continuing but uh, today it's not so much about creating a business where you need space but it's creating places to work on computers and uh, can artists work there as well? Do you have space that they could work?
1: Yes, we do. Um, we don't have a you know large space where they could set up like a whole studio, but right. if they're drafting or doing something where they could just sit at a table, then we, we certainly welcome the art community. And we actually have a, a rotating gallery in the space, so that's another way we work to incorporate artists is to have them show their work in our space.
3: That's a good idea. Some of the local banks were doing that for a while. They were highlighting particular businesses for a whole month, and you could have your little display out there for a month, and the next month it would be somebody else. I think there needs to be more of that because we really do have a lot of talent in Greater New Bedford, don't we? Absolutely. And yeah. I think it's
0: terrific that you have this space. Uh, Let's us- keep it local. Remember that commercial? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Remember those commercials? <laughs> Which? Let's keep it Let's local. Keep it
3: local. <laughs> well, we have a lot of talented people. Did you know, Sarah, for example, that we have the most educated population in the country? in the state of Massachusetts.
1: I'm not surprised. We have a higher percentage
3: of people with degrees working in Massachusetts, living and working in Massachusetts, percentage-wise than any other state in the country. So we do have a lot of talented people, and this is a groundwork, sounds like a wonderful opportunity.
0: Now, do you really see people on a daily basis getting together and bouncing ideas off of one another?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where when we started the business and it was a concept, we we hoped that would happen. But we didn't know if people would just be kind of like awkward and head down and not talking to each other. But it, it really does happen. And we have the way the space is set up. There's a an open common kitchen area. We have a ping-pong table as well that is quite popular. So we create spaces where people can bump into each other, and that helps a lot.
3: Nice. Well, even just yesterday, I had a 45-minute telephone conversation with somebody that I've done a few small business things with. But we just had a sort of a freewheeling exchange of ideas about some other things going forward. I haven't even had a chance to talk to you yet about it, uh, Peter. So, Sarah, we're thrilled that you're here this morning, Sarah Athanas, and um, your partner is uh, Dina Hayden. Now, does Dina spend time there also?
1: Yep. So, Dina and I, we, we divide pretty evenly. One of us has to be there during our business hours, so it's either her or me. So, she's there right now, so I can be here, um, and we just kind of work it out and make it work with our schedules.
3: And I know that uh, Dina, your partner, is a uh, artist also, isn't she? She
1: is, yep. She's very involved in, in the arts community locally. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's the one who manages the gallery, which is a ton of work, and that's her, her passion and, and her pet project. And she also makes the space look really great. Um, so I don't have to worry about that. I can just do the marketing and the, the, the nerdy stuff behind my computer.
3: <laughs> so uh, Sarah is the nerdy person. Yes. Okay. Also a, a world traveler, I understand, too.
1: Yes, yep, that is correct.
3: Yes, you are a world traveler. But interestingly, you haven't been to Greece.
1: I know. So
3: you have to visit Greece sometime. It's It's a lovely country. I do, yeah. You know, we like to give quotations that relate somehow to the topic that we're discussing. So one of my heroes has always been uh, Thomas Edison. And he had some wonderful things to say. You know, Phil, one of the things I was reading about Thomas Edison recently is he was a huge fan of... um, are historic writers in this country and uh, I'll tell you more about that in just a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, Thomas Paine, have you ever heard of Thomas Paine? I love I love both Thomas's. Well Thomas <laughs> Paine uh, wrote a book called Common Sense and many historians now believe that Thomas Paine was the real history behind our revolution in this country and uh, behind the writing of our Constitution and his ideas and his writings led the founders and the people who actually wrote the Declaration of Independence. Right. And the, uh, the and Federalist I,
2: Papers yes. has uh, is the most enriching history of uh, our early days as a nation and uh, truly gave wisdom and birth to the Declaration. There's no doubt about it. And with uh, the other Thomas, next time you're down in Fort Myers, have you been by his estate? I have. The Thomas Edison estate? Yes, but a long time ago. It's gorgeous. Yes, it is. It's absolutely beautiful. A a fabulous tourist attraction there. You'll be amazed at at, uh, his entire estate. I have to tell you something interesting about Thomas Paine that
3: I'm willing to bet that nobody listening to this show today knows about. Thomas Paine is the man who first wrote the words, the United States of America. Isn't that amazing? It is. That phrase did not exist until Thomas Paine wrote it. Um, I have uh, one of his books at home that I read many years ago, but once I read some quotations by Thomas Edison, I said, I need to go back and reread more about Thomas Paine. But Thomas Edison said, genius is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, when Nathan comes over to the microphone here, I'm going to have him read a quotation that's very motivational from Thomas Edison. So nice and loud, read this quotation for me, Nathan.
4: I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. (laughs) (laughs) I like
3: that. Because Thomas Edison is a person who just never gave up. And one of the other things he wrote was, Our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to
2: try just one more time. I think we ought to get Nathan on sportscasting, huh? I think so, <laughs> too. Would he be a good sportscaster for us? Peter's going to say something impressive. He
0: would. Uh, you know, talking about percentages, uh, Willy Wonka actually said that invention, my dear friends, is 93% perspiration, 6% electricity, 4% evaporation, and 2% butterscotch ripple. <laughs> And Are Mrs. Teave says, that's 105%. <laughs> I was just going to say, that's more than 100%.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well That's great. That's a good try, Peter. <laughs> that's all I have to say. But Thomas Edison also said, to have a great idea, have a lot of them. That's right. Mm. So, Nathan, come over here. I want to have you read one more quotation from Thomas <laughs> Edison, because we practiced this one earlier. Nice and loud in your deepest voice.
4: The chief function of the body is to carry the brain around.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So remember that as you're involved in all of your sports activities. He's Um, a
2: great Nathan. Good for you.
3: (laughs) Yes. So you have to get into the spirit of this, Nathan, when we do this. Well, what I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, is that Peter and I do a lot of work in our businesses to help people who are looking to start business or improve their business. And... I'm gonna mention without going into a lot of detail that one of the things you need to think about if you're in business is how do you get out of business? What's your exit strategy down the line? And you can protect yourself. What happens if the main business owner is no longer here? Um, I'm a fairly strong force in my own business, for example. So I carry life insurance on my life, but you can have key person life insurance If you have more than one partner, Sarah, uh, such as uh, you do with Dina, you could have a buy-sell cross-purchase agreement. You could have an agreement between the two of you, for example, that says, if one of you wants to retire from the business, that would be more like a partnership agreement. Or you could say, what happens if one of us dies and we've got debt in our new operation? Um, How does the other person continue without saying, I can't afford to do this alone. You can have something called a buy-sell cross-purchase agreement. Uh, You can carry key man insurance or key woman insurance. And you can insure each other's interest and you can write it off as a business expense. Mm -hmm. So there are lots of things, lots of ways you can insure the continuation of the business, the continuity of the business. And these are things I think every person in business needs to think about in general. And you're not quite ready for this yet because you're still a startup business, Sarah, but you might have an executive bonus at some point in time. She's laughing, someday. (laughs) Um, You might have a deferred compensation plan. And what that means is you're making so much money someday, you don't want to take it all into income and pay a lot of taxes on it. So you can set up a non-qualified deferred compensation plan. So anybody who's listening today, who is concerned about, gee, what happens if the owner of the business is gone? Does this business just collapse and fold, or does it continue? You need to have a plan for that. That's something that Peter and I can help you with. Peter, how does somebody reach you if they want to make an appointment to see you?
0: Uh, They can reach me at 508-858-0555.
3: And there are many, many other kinds of things. There are things called split dollar insurance where the employee buys insurance, um, on their own life, and then part of the money is shared with the employer. Um, there are just so many different kinds of things you can do. You know, insurances can be a great supplement, a great way to re- supplement retirement. Um, I make it a policy, Sarah, that I never like to ask a woman her age. So I'm <laughs> not going to do that now. But Thank you. <laughs> I would suspect that you have a long way to go before retirement. But Indeed, but you still need to think, even at your age, about when do you plan to retire, and do you have money that you're saving on a regular basis, and things of this nature. Everybody does, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody, no matter what age, needs to start putting aside money for retirement.
0: People think that life insurance is, you know, boring or, you know, maybe not necessary. It's absolutely one of the most important, if not the most important, uh, tool that you uh, have available for your retirement plan. Mm-hmm. And to protect your family as well.
3: You know, the, there's so many things to think about for starting a small business. And I, I think one of the absolutely great things is the idea um, of the company that you have uh, formed, Sarah. So you are incorporated. Your business is incorporated. Yes, we are. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's not a nonprofit. It's a for-profit business, you yes. told me before. Right.
1: That is okay.
3: correct. Okay. And what is your title in the business?
1: So I am... The director of business development and marketing.
3: Okay, yeah. and I know you've had a lot of marketing experience, haven't you?
1: Indeed, yeah.
3: Now I, um, I know you've been to uh, Chile and Patagonia,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and you actually made a film there. What was the film called?
1: The film is called Tracking Patagonia, and it was about a uh, controversial proposal at the time to dam two of the principal rivers in the region to generate hydroelectric power hmm. and at the time I was living there I would say it was about 50 50 in terms of people that were supporting and against the project and we decided to travel along those rivers and interview the people that actually lived along the river and, and see what they thought about it hmm.
3: I don't know if you happen to see it but this past week there was a really interesting show on public television dealing with Egypt mm-hmm. and Um, It reminded me a little bit about you. And this was a woman who spent three months traveling throughout uh, Egypt. Wow. And she photographed, uh, videotaped, and created a documentary. And if you have a chance to see that again, if it comes back on PBS, I encourage everybody to see it. Because one of the things it showed me is that we have it so good in this country, and we don't realize it most of the time. And she showed people out in the countryside, for example, and what they have to do to survive and make a living and fish. And there's virtually no trees left in Egypt; they've all been cut down a long time ago. And then she went into the cities and showed how people, you know, struggle to make their various livings and so forth. It was fascinating. And when I was watching this, I was thinking, it's it's too bad that everybody can't see this and really appreciate. The level of of sophistication we have in this country, and we take it for granted that we can walk into a supermarket and buy things off the shelf... And there's so many people that just don't have that ability. Mm-hmm. So you've done a lot of work in uh, traveling,
0: like in Chile, for example. And the whole time, I think that you basically just traveled by bicycle and lived in tents and everything, yes. really.
1: yep, that is correct. That's yeah. great. Yeah. So that,
0: that, that takes a lot of guts to do that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. But, you know, I suspect
3: that that also is something in your background that gave you the courage to go ahead and start um, the new company that you're working with right now, Groundwork. Absolutely. And um, if you hadn't had some of these experiences, you wouldn't take on these new kinds of challenges.
1: I I think that's absolutely true. When you go through really difficult challenges once or twice and you come out of it okay, you just have faith in yourself that Mm -hmm. I'll come out of this one too.
3: And you've also done a lot of work in uh, marketing, and you've lived in Denver. You've done uh, email marketing and blogging and copywriting. Besides web development. Yes, yep. So it's All almost, kinds of things. <laughs> almost like you're a social media strategist. Give us yes. your address again, real quick, because we're going to come back and talk about some other things that we're doing and you're sure. doing. Sure,
1: yeah. My email address is Sarah, S A R A H, at newbedfordcoworking.com.
3: Okay. We're going to come right back after a break. We're going to hear more from Sarah Athanis. We're going to hear more from Peter Lance. And we might even hear a little bit more from Nathan Lance, who's <laughs> spinning in the corner right now. He's, he's stretching for his next baseball game. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to MoneyWise, brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. Uh, we've temporarily lost Nathan. Uh, who's gone to look for a restroom, I believe, but
2: he'll be be back with us. (laughs) One of those trees (laughs) in Egypt. (laughs) But
3: uh, Nathan will join us again in just a moment, but we won't embarrass him on the air, will we, Phil? Not at all. No, he's a a really good kid. Oh,
2: he is. (laughs) And and you couldn't have chosen a better guest than Sarah. (laughs)
1: Thank you.
3: Well, we are talking this morning with our special guest, Sarah Athanis, and Sarah is one of the co-founders of Groundwork. Um, what's the street address? I know it's immediately adjacent to Glazer Glass. What's yes, the street it's address? it's
1: 1213 Purchase Street. It's a big brick building called the Quest Center, and we're on the first floor of the Quest Center.
3: And your hours are 9 to 5. And if you have an idea, if you have a small business, if you're thinking of starting a small business, this is a good place to get started, isn't it? Absolutely. And. Just pop in and visit and have a tour, see what the facilities are. I know you've got computers available. Do you have, like, small conference areas if somebody wants to meet with four or five people
1: mm-hmm. in a
3: private area? You've got yep. some space like that? Um,
1: so we actually don't have computers available. I should clarify okay. that. People just bring their laptops and, and they set up. But, but we get have the connections? Um, yes, yeah, we have the Wi-Fi connection. Okay. Uh, we have four conference rooms, so one of them has a flat-screen TV and a polycom Conferencing phone and video conferencing, the other one has a a projector and a speaker set up, and the other two are smaller um, just for team meetings and things like that.
3: Mm. Well, I I have to confess that I haven't been there myself, but I'm certainly (laughs) going to go visit. I was very impressed, very impressed. I'm going to definitely visit. I'm going to take some pictures. Um, We'll promote it on our own website Mm -hmm. as well. And we are in the process of redoing our own website site, which is usawealthgroup.com. It's still up and operating, but we're making some uh, significant changes. And we've done some small video productions also that we're going to post into the website. Oh, that's great. And by the way, if you are listening to a show like this and you have to leave maybe to go to church or something like that, we broadcast on Sunday mornings. Uh, We do post the most recent six or eight or 10 radio shows on our website. We don't keep them all up there because we just can't. It would occupy too much space. Mm -hmm. So visit our website at usawealthgroup.com. Give us a call at 508-998-8858 if we can help you. You know, there are so many things about business. Business is a combination of deciding where you wanna be And I think the groundwork location is a great place to start if you're thinking of a startup business and you don't have the money to pay rent to a more fixed location, more expensive fixed location. It's really a good way to get started, I think. And then if you've got a location, you need to have some kind of a plan. You need to think about an organizational structure. So Sarah, even in your business, you formed a corporation to get started. Right. And that's a smart move. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes you might want to have a business mentor. So I know you've got a lot of sharing and collaboration that takes place at Groundwork. But um, the SBA is also a very good source, and Mm -hmm. so can the Veterans Administration be a good source. Um, I haven't checked for a little while except online, but I know there used to be an operation called SCORE, Service Corps of Retired Executives, yep. operating in New Bedford. I'm not sure that they still operate in Greater New Bedford. I know they do operate out of Boston.
1: They are actually coming back to New Bedford in the fall, so oh, I'm, I'm glad thrilled. you brought that up. We're going to be hosting regular SCORE office hours at Groundwork. Um,
3: That's really exciting. Yes. yes. I mean,
1: yeah, we're very excited.
3: Uh, for example, um, I'd be happy to go and give a presentation on business organizations. You, sure. you know as yeah, a help i'm not retired that. but mm-hmm. there are a lot of good resources but we have a lot of talent when when people retire from business um often they want to continue to give back um i got so much information to talk about this morning but i'm i'm more excited to talk about groundwork than i am about almost anything else <laughs> sarah and um what do you see as the continued growth uh, how many people how many members could you realistically accommodate there
1: so we could based on the membership we have now and the the percentage of usage that we see at any given time we estimate that we could have about a hundred members and and fit everyone comfortably in our space so we have quite a bit of of growth which is exciting
3: good so you have room to grow still yes and um, tell us again the telephone number if somebody wants to know some information about groundwork
1: Sure, you can call me at 508-209-4887.
3: Okay. And um, welcome back to you also, Peter and Nathan. And um, I have, of course, some other quotes that I want to give from other successful businessmen. Bill Gates once said, success is a lousy teacher. It seduces smart people into thinking they can't lose. (laughs) And this quote, I thought, was particularly appropriate for this morning because we're talking about groundwork and how you're helping other small businesses to grow and have a space to work. Sure. Bill Gates said, as we look ahead into the next century, leaders will be those who empower others. Mm. That's
1: sort mm-hmm. of a classic
3: definition of what you're doing, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, yeah, and that's what makes it so so rewarding and I think so one of, one of the things that I always think about being an entrepreneur is that it is possible to generate profit and also meaning at the same time. Yeah. It doesn't have to be one or the other.
3: It's called doing well by doing good.
1: Exactly. So
3: my special gift to you, Sarah, this morning is I'm going to give you this special custom copy of the quotation from Bill Gates.
1: Oh, that's great. <laughs> Isn't you. that exciting? You we can actually, frame that if you'd like. So we actually have a big chalkboard in our space, and we write oh. a different quote on there every week. And I'm good. always looking for quotes. So uh, it will, actually is a good quote. You are talking board. to the
0: master of
3: quotes.
1: It's fantastic.
3: <laughs> well, I'll come back to one last one for Thomas Edison. Nathan, could you come around over here and just read me? One more quotation by Thomas Edison as loud as you can into the microphone.
4: If we all did the things we are really capable of doing, we would literally astound ourselves.
3: See? Beautiful. Mm -hmm. We all have something to contribute, and you just have to get out there and do it. You know, some of the things, Peter, that uh, we've talked about in the past, and we've got a lot of information on, Happy to share this with anyone who wants it. 20 tax tips for small businesses. So here's some tax tips. Um, We've got a number of these. In our packets of information that we put together for today's show, Pete, uh,
0: we've got nine of them. This is number one. I know. We haven't even gotten to anything (laughs) (laughs) other than groundwork, which is excellent and good to get the message out there. But as usual, we end up talking and, and sort of going off the cuff. Well, let me give you some quick...
3: Tax tips for small businesses. Keep good records about who is an employee and who is an independent contractor. Keep track of places where you may have uh, a physical presence. In this place, case, it would be Groundwork. Uh, and we encourage small businesses to go there. Invest in good tax software accounting systems. $30 you can buy uh, software, and Office Macs are staples. It will help you track your expenses. Do that from day one. I always tell people, and I've mentioned this before, that the minute you have your very first employee, which could include yourself, hire a payroll service company to do your payroll for you. You'll never get into a tax problem or a tax issue with the IRS. Make sure you hire a tax accountant who has experience in their type of business. And we've worked very successfully for a while with John Lally in Fairhaven, here's a little plug for John. And John works mostly with businesses, uh, more so than even with individuals, but he's a, he's a really good company for uh, business, but mostly keep good
0: records A reason for that is because that person will tell you the uh, tax write-offs that you can Have for your small business, and there's a lot more than you probably realize So if you own your own business, there's a lot more that you can write off um, So talk to somebody who's an expert in that yep. and do it correctly and do it legally so keep records have an accounting system
3: uh, pay yourself first And one of the biggest traps for small business taxpayers is estimated taxes, paying them on time. Uh, If you do
0: these few simple rules that we've just talked about, you're not going to have that kind of a tax problem. But again, more importantly than listening to every one of the 20 tax tips that he's reading off now, if you are a small business owner or are thinking of becoming one, we have all this information, all these packets at our office that we'll be happy to uh, get to you.
3: Yep. Have a plan. Have a mentor. I just want to mention that I've got – 20 tax tips, 10 small tax tips, 10 tips, 31 small business deductions. There are so many different kinds of things you can deduct as a small business. 10 most overlooked small business tax deductions. Top 20 tax deductions for small business. And then here's another, a dozen deductions for your small business. So that's six or seven articles that are just under one topic, which is tax tips. Um, You know, uh, one of the things I've done in my past is uh, get a master's of laws in taxation, and I love tax planning. I just think it's so fascinating because the rules are complicated, but if you just follow the rules, there's so many things you can do well. And
0: he genuinely loves tax planning. He gets the updated tax uh, changes book every single year. He has books upon books upon books about tax laws and tax rules and that's right. always goes and grabs them off the shelves and look thing- looks things up. So I haven't watched
3: television in 25 years. I just read tax books at night. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> if you believe that, I have a bridge to sell you. Just uh, not the paid Aron Bridge. It won't be open for the next two years. <laughs> that's true. Uh,
3: Sarah, we're talking with Sarah Athanis from Groundworks, Um, how many? What percentage would you say of the people who are using Groundworks right now are women compared to men?
1: Uh, That's a that's a great question. We are at about maybe ten percent women, which is surprising considering it's a women-owned business. But that's something we're constantly. Uh, talking about is how do we get more women in here? So, if you're a woman and you're listening and you have a business idea, please come join us, join our community. <laughs>
3: well, I've got an article by uh, an organization called BizWomen B I Z W O M E N. Uh, women should be thinking more about business as well because women control more of the finances in this country. You know, Bill Gates once said, If I had some set idea of a finish line, Don't you think I would have crossed it years ago? (laughs) I mean, business is always a work in progress, isn't it? I have my own quotation here from Bill Gates on to-do list, but I'm not gonna read that one. That one I've reserved for myself for later. (laughs) So here's one for you, Nathan. Could you come read this quotation for me? This is about everyone needs a coach.
4: Everyone needs a coach. It doesn't matter whether you're a basketball player, a tennis player, a gymnastic, a gymnast or a bridge player. And who wrote that? Bill Gates.
3: Bill Gates. So even Bill Gates, with all the money that he's made and all the success that he's had in life, said everyone needs a coach. And that's really some of the things that you can find at Groundwork, isn't it?
1: Yep, absolutely. You can
3: find a lot of people going to help you. Mm-hmm. I've told people, if you're starting out in business, get all the help you can get, get all the advice you can get, get all the coaching you can help you can get, and compare ideas. That's that's how you learn, that's how you grow constantly. Um, so I, I think groundwork is really an interest, a really interesting idea, a really interesting concept, and I think it's come along
0: at the right time.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, you know, I wish you every success there. I've, I've only seen pictures of it online. I haven't actually been to the space, but okay. I do plan on visiting. But it looks yes, like a really definitely. beautiful, nice, wide-open area.
1: It is, yeah. It's a beautiful space. We're, we're very lucky to, to be in that space. And most people, when they walk in the door, their first reaction is like, oh, wow, this is cool.
3: <laughs> so I'm I'm a fan of um, quotations. I'm a fan of a lot of people like Bill Gates and Warren Buffett because I think they've done some really Not only fascinating things to be successful in their business, but they have also decided to give away vast amounts of their money to private foundations and to charitable foundations. Uh, Warren Buffett, for example, I think he's the third richest person in the world, is giving away more than 90% of all of his money to the Bill Gates Foundation, which has been very helpful in conquering malaria in Africa and other kinds of things of that nature. And one of the things Bill Gates also said was, if you are born poor, it's not your mistake. But if you die poor, it's your mistake.
1: Hmm.
3: In other words, pull yourself up, do something, take some action. If you have an idea, ladies and gentlemen,
0: of something you want to do for business, go explore Groundwork. I think that we should do an entire show with just quotations. We don't say anything else but the quote and who said it, the quote and who said it, the quote and who said it. I think, Peter, you're telling me I'm doing too many quotes today. <laughs> All right, we won't
1: I talk about any more quotes. I want to say something quickly about Bill Gates, actually. When I was in traveling in Patagonia, I was in this tiny town that was – only accessible by river, had no roads. It was on the uh, harbor overlooking a a fjord way down south. And there was a tiny library where you could sign up for, like, 20-minute slots to use Internet. And so they had Internet. It was dial-up. It was, like, a very slow connection. But to me, it was amazing that I could actually use Internet in this corner of the world. And so I, I signed up. I got there. I connected. I'm checking my emails, and there was a little sign on the wall that said it was uh, made possible by the Gates Foundation. Wow. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That
3: is a
0: great, great yeah. story. Mm-hmm. What year was that?
1: This was probably 2007.
0: So it's sort of like our world in 1994, where, because yeah. I remember when I first went to Plymouth State, now it's university, it was 1994, and you had to go to the library, and you had the dial up computer course we had longer than 20 minutes that we could use it and it wasn't a, a third world country but right. <laughs> um, I remember it was the internet was brand new and that's what they must be feeling you know yeah. when they get to go Absolutely. online and see these things it yeah. must be amazing for yeah. them
1: yeah and it's it's amazing to see development where they're getting internet before they have roads and this other basic interst- mm. infrastructure. it really kind of switches things around a little bit yeah well
0: as yeah. you mentioned earlier uh, dad about the uh, show on Egypt and how they they live over there I mean most Americans don't understand just how good we have it and the type of infrastructure and life that we have over here compared to other countries is so much better and so much more advanced. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at what's going on with Brazil and the and the uh, Olympics and the mm-hmm. sewage system that, well, there is no sewage system, it's just the, the waterways are a mess. The uh, International Olympic Committee just said. And, Anybody doing any events out in the harbor should keep their heads above water and try not to get any cuts on their body because <laughs> it's just a mess. So right. a- appreciate what you have, folks. No, we we are very fortunate to live in the country that we do
3: live in. But I'm really amazed to hear that story, Sarah, about a place that's accessible only by river, yes. and yet you had internet access, compliments yes, of yeah, Bill Gates. Right. Mm-hmm. That's
0: that's Incredible. really doing good. Well, his name comes up all the time, him and. Uh, Warren Buffett and the amount of money that they donate to charity is just incredible. Well, they believe it. They live it. So I know donors choose the uh, um, nonprofit that we've talked about many times. Uh, the biggest single supporter is uh, Gates. He's given more money to donors choose, which is. Uh, teachers who don't want to spend the money on their classrooms um, supplies or you know a special thing for their classroom they shouldn't have to spend it and they can do something with donors choose and Bill Gates is donating more to them than anybody else. And uh, Warren
3: Buffett's a great benefactor also. I do want to mention that we have some great resources that are available even in our own community in in our office at USA Wealth Group, which is located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. Uh, we've done a lot of people to introduce we've done a lot to help introduce people to the SBA in small loans. And if you haven't been involved in that yet or some of your clientele uh, has not yet been involved, um, they should definitely investigate that. Mm-hmm. There are some local banks and some in Rhode Island that will do SBA loans as long as somebody's been in business for a year and has a credit score of six twenty. okay. And they can get a loan for up to $150,000. They'll wow. be preliminarily approved in 24 hours. And then they have to supplement and provide you know, some documents and so forth. But literally a week after that, they can be closing the loan, which will give them working capital and so forth.
1: That's fantastic. And that's
3: through the SBA. So um, we've got information on that. Give us a call at 508-998-8858, and we're happy to provide that. Uh, Warren Buffett was a great person to quote or is a great person to quote he's still with us and he said I always knew I was going to be rich I don't think I ever doubted it for a minute so that's talking about having confidence in yourself isn't it and Mm -hmm. your ideas and so forth and my favorite quotation of all times from Warren Buffett is something that we practice in the office rule number one never lose money rule number two never forget rule number one and so we do a lot of work with life insurance products and fixed indexes fixed indexed annuities and things of that nature that will provide safety and security and yet without losing money but here's another quotation that i think will now be my most favorite quotation from warren buffett <laughs> peter this is my last quotation of the day <sighs> thank you all right and this basically tells us that we have to be patient when we have a new idea and start something new he said no matter how great the talent or efforts, some things just take time. You can't produce a baby in one month by getting nine women pregnant.
0: That's a very strange quote. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing. I thought it was funny. <laughs> we won't
3: repeat that one, but I thought that was kind of an amusing little quotation from Warren Buffett. Um, well, we won't continue with Warren Buffett. That I promised you, Peter. That's my last quotation for the day. Um, have you seen Sarah? We're talking with Sarah Athanis from Groundwork next to Glazer Glass on Purchase Street. Have you seen veterans come in?
1: We have actually we we have a new member who we just signed this month who's doing some work with veterans. So mm-hmm. we had a, a group of them in the other day, and I think they'll be they'll be continuing to use the space. But that was actually really the first the first time that we had any contact with that population.
3: I, I'm not sure what the uh, population base is in the Veterans Transition House, which is really just down the street from where you are, but. Mm-hmm. Um, to the extent you do any outreach, that might be a nice place to leave some of your material or literature and, and mm-hmm. see if anybody there is interested in um, you know, changing their position Absolutely. in life. There's a lot of funding available for veteran-owned businesses. Um, I don't know if you know it or not, but we think that minorities have certain entitlements in the country, and they do. Um, they're called set-asides sometimes for construction projects. The highest category of set-aside and preference in the country is for veterans, and it's not other minorities or, or Hispanics or anything of that nature, it's for veterans. So there's more money available for veterans than for any other particular group. Wow. Uh, keep you? going. I'm, uh, no, no, no. Keep oh, I'm going. I'm, gonna...
0: I'm looking on Pinterest for embarrassing father quotes. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't talk about embarrassing father quotes.
3: That was legitimate. Um, some of the businesses that you must serve, uh, they may go there for uh, internet use and collaboration and meeting other people, but they might also be home based businesses as well. Mm-hmm. So that they might need a larger physical space, but they might need a, a space there to work on you know, creating a website with you, for example. Sure. Um, we've got a lot of great information on pros and cons of home-based businesses. First of all, the first recommendation is don't have your spouse involved. (laughs) Marriage is enough of a proposition without having to share a business. Right, Pete? You are digging a hole today. Um, Oh, I have a quotation on that. I have a quotation. I have to share this quotation from Warren Buffett. You're going to be climbing out all week. (laughs) I promised you no more quotations, but since you said that, I have to give you this one quotation that I didn't read. This is Warren Buffett. I'm very sorry, everyone. No, no, no. Listen to this. This is right on point. The most important thing to do if you find
0: yourself in a hole is stop digging. I think Sarah is going to rethink the um, quote board at her groundwork. All right. All right. No I'll more stick quotations. With Bill Gates. <laughs> well, um, I want the listening
3: public to know this morning that you need to consider visiting Groundwork if you have any interest in starting your own business, running your own business. You need a place to work. You need help with your website. Uh, you need access to Wi-Fi and speakers. You got to visit Groundwork, which is located on Purchase Street, right next to Glazer Glass. And are you on the ground floor?
1: We are on the ground floor,
3: yep. Must be that's where the name came from. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Sarah Athanis, for being with us this morning. Thank Uh, you. Thank you for your stories. um, And uh, good, great luck with your business venture.
1: Thank you so much. And
3: the business of America is business. I'm not sure who said that, but that's a quotation from somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Peter, for being with us. Nathan, come over here and say a quick goodbye. Say thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen.
4: Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen.
3: And uh, good luck with your baseball games, Nathan, and your other sports. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen.